Today, Dutch farmers protest devastating green regulations. We get into another mass shooting committed by a mentally ill young man. And Governor Abbott takes a stand against illegal immigrants flooding our border. We have got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. It's not Monday, but it feels like Monday to me because I'm back, baby, from a much-needed several days off. So it's good to be back. I am joined by Yaku Bullions, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, and Super Gear, Blaze TV host of Stu Does America. You should just be subscribed to both of these podcasts. I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Thank you. No more vacations for you. We need you here. Yeah. you got to be here all the time. In fact, Saturday and Sunday shows starting up soon. No. News and why matters. Hey, no, no, wait. <laughs> Solo, Sarah only. <laughs> wait, no, crap, no. Um, so, look, obviously there's been a lot that has happened. Uh, well, there was a lot that happened over the weekend, and then we had a Monday holiday. And um, we've had a lot kind of transpire over the course of the last several days. I'm going to try to get to all of it. Uh, if we can, we'll see. But um, for the past several weeks, Dutch farmers in the Netherlands have been engaged in a nationwide protest against their government's new arbitrary climate policies. Uh, demonstrators say it's going to obviously impede their ability to sustain a living. Uh, Monday, just Monday, dozens of farmers in trucks and tractors parked outside major supermarket distribution centers in cities throughout the country. Um, this comes on the heels of a convoy protest of like 40,000 farmers in the central mm -hmm. Netherlands uh, agricultural heartland just last week. They clogged up a bunch of roadways, which you, can, you guys can see if you're watching uh, on YouTube or Blaze TV or any of the many ways you watch this, you guys can see all of these, all of these trucks. So here is part of that, um, part of that blockade here. The farmers shutting down the highways, blocking the German border. I mean, that is, this is like deja vu from Canada, yeah. honestly. Um, but uh, look, if, if all of these green policies are successfully implemented, uh, the state initiative to go green would almost certainly cripple the country's uh, private agricultural industry, as the regulations are expected to include reducing livestock and buying up some farms whose animals produce large amounts of ammonia. Yes. So um, I... I my heart goes out to them. Um, obviously, this is, uh, I, was, I mentioned Canada, eerily sim similar to Canada. Obviously, they were protesting the COVID-19 vaccine uh, mandates. This is something a little different, but you love to see farmers fighting back, especially when they have the tractors, because I feel like the tractors make much more of an impact than just a car. 18-wheelers, tractors, now we're talking, baby. Sign me up. Yeah, here's the interesting thing, and we get before, how many countries do you claim, Yaku? South Africa was, <laughs> was settled by the Dutch. Yes. And, and the, my language, Afrikaans, comes from Dutch, and it's almost the same, but here's the in interesting thing. In South Africa, the Afrikaans-speaking people, they call us the Boers. Boer means farmer. Mm. So my heritage mm -hmm. in the Netherlands is the farmers. And so it's a little different than Canada because Canadians are not known for being the farmers. The Dutch are farmers. And, and I'm not saying Canadian farmers are not farmers, but it is culture in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. It is the heartthrob of that country is heartland farming. So this one's going to be a little different. 
This one's going to have a little more teeth even than the Canadian one because it is their culture. And now with the woke destroying crops, and yes, I said it, and burning down food processing plants and controlling food supply around the world, the Dutch are going to, this is this one you should watch closely. So they're the, going to fight. The Dutch are, uh, agricultural sector is just for perspective, the second largest exporter of agricultural products in the world That's just right. after the United States. So this is, and I, it's a small country. Out. So proportionately, mm. you have right. to understand. That's why I'm saying right. they're right. known as the boars, the farmers. That's, I mean, I'm known as a boar. So this one is. This is going to be a fight. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. this is obviously a really big deal with a really big impact. Um, let me show a couple other uh, images here, and then I want to get your thoughts, too. So fishermen actually sealed off part of the harbor uh, just Sunday evening to protest the Dutch government and these new regulations. So they're blockading. And then, of course, we see uh, the end result of that, which is just completely empty grocery stores over, um, over there. So... Um, <laughs> Farmers are like, hey, guys, you kind of like you rely on us for everything and you probably shouldn't be shutting us out and treating us like, you know, you're regulating the hell out of us and not allowing us to make a living. We're not doing this for free. This comes at a cost. And the cost is you don't get food, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a big cost. It <laughs> is. It's, it's even worse than inflation or uh, I mean, when you when you have doesn't matter what the price is when the, st the store shelves are empty. Right. Uh, so it's really difficult. So let me break this into two different pieces here, because on the tactics side, I don't always love this type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, we just saw the the crazy green left doing this on highways, blocking highways, sitting yeah. in front of people. You know, there's this poor guy who's trying to get to his job. He's going to lose his parole and have to go to prison. There's probably pe people in yeah. in uh, normal people mm -hmm. who are on their side, mm -hmm. by the way, innocent, mm -hmm. That's sitting fair. there and trying to pick up their kid at school who's stranded there. I don't like that tactic yeah. all that much. And I think there's something to consider there, not only because I, what it actually does to s some people, but also the fact that I don't know that it wins people over to your argument. I think it enrages people. Mm -hmm. You know, this happened years ago in um, in Houston, where I think it was SEIU uh, had this big protest with the janitors union, and their big idea for a protest was like, if you don't pay us, we're not going to clean up anymore. So they decided to take trucks and pull into major intersections and dump trash all over I the intersections. I remember that. I remember right? that. And yeah. so. It, shut down everybody's commute. They couldn't go pick up their get their kids' Little League games. And it turned the community kind of against them. They were just like, you know, I would normally be on your side, but this is really annoying. So I don't know. Like, I, part of me is incredibly sympathetic to the level of, of uh, uh, that they have to do something and they have to do something Yeah, big. they're like, they're being crippled. So right. what do they so, do? So, like, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I wonder, though, if that's the most effective tactic. On the other side of this, and more importantly, is the cause. And the cause is vitally important. These green regulations are killing Killing yeah. people yeah. all over the place. The but cost, it's by design. Yeah. yeah. And the cost of cheap, afford, uh, affordable energy on the side of whatever environmental concerns you may have is completely outweighed by the good that, that fossil fuels do. And, and certainly... Uh, when you talk about heavy machinery, there's no electric option, guys. Like you're, you know, there, this is not, you know, this is really important stuff that really is only done by fossil fuels. You can't solar power at this point, at least your tractor. So this is a big thing that you know this particular community, as you point out, really connected to the to the earth, to the soil. These people don't, they're they're not dismissing the environment. They care about it, I guarantee, more, more than, than the Dutch any, government. More than any politician. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, when you're pushing these people to the brink on this, these are people who would love really sensible environmental uh, mm -hmm. practices, and they practice that themselves. But when you try to push them off and, and make it so they're second-class citizens, the people that are feeding your community, 
you can't help but understand that they're going to react in a pretty uh, dramatic way, and maybe this helps get their point across. And, and I think, and you make an amazing point, there's always collateral damage, yeah. just like COVID. There's crazy collateral damage, and that's sad. And I think what they, and I can't speak for them, I haven't, I should call some family that's over there, but, but, but they probably are trying to win the public over saying, government, now we're not eating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you did this, mm-hmm. hopefully. But as we saw in Canada, it kind of backfired on the Canadian farmers because the public said, well, now you're disrupting our lives. But it is tricky to Sarah's point. What do they do? Yeah. I mean, what do they do? Because their leverage is food. Mm-hmm. They produce the food. So they're trying to use the leverage that they have. We're the ones that allow you to eat. Right. So, you know, and so it's a tricky situation. I can understand how you get there. You yeah. Know, yeah. I can understand. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the food is, the, is a great way. I mean, if you're if, if the, the, the store shelves are barren, that still lets people get to uh, get to their kids little league games. Right. And you're not necessarily blocking their travel, yeah. which I think is, you know, maybe maybe that's the, the message the way that to needs do it. to be yeah. sent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you look at this and I think I've been uh, this has been on my mind quite a bit lately. The, the, the green versus the reality of mm-hmm. of 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 civilization being brought here by fossil fuels and mm-hmm. and these practices that the left vilifies so much. There's a great book by Alex Epstein, uh, Epstein that's out now uh, that's called Fossil Future, and I've been reading it. Yes, and it's a great book. I'd highly recommend it. But like, I, there's a real thing to think about as Americans um, because there's some place for a country to say all this green stuff's out there. What if we don't fall for the BS? What if we don't go down these roads? What if we don't charge our citizens 30, 40, 50% more for energy? Mm -hmm. What if we avoid all this stuff and take advantage of the natural resources we have? There's an advantage for a country that will just acknowledge reality and take advantage of the resources that are out there. And the problem with the world right now, in a big way, is the one country that realizes it is China. And China is exploiting this. But they always do that, Stu. They they see the pearl and they go for it. Yeah, and you know... And they take it while two dogs are fighting over a bone. They walk away with the spoils. Yep. And, and look, here we are on Earth, and yeah. people with billions and whatever. Let's just argue in the Six thousand years, the Earth produces natural resource. Oil and gas comes from plant matter. It just doesn't appear. It's suppressed plant matter all the way down that produces oil. Diamonds form from coal. So the woman with the diamond rock on her finger that hates fossil fuel, oh, okay, <laughs> give it up, chica, because it came from coal. Well, okay? I, I love it's it. absurdity, and the earth will continue to produce. And we are actually the most responsible country with producing fossil fuel on the planet. I love that you. I love that you mentioned that. Both the the fact that we are not the we are not the the enemy here when it comes to uh, clean energy or no. you know cl- even clean oil and gas. Um, obviously, <clears throat> China, <clears throat> India, but um, also the the point that like all of these people, all of these climate change activists have iPhones, have, you know, have all of these things that it's like wear, uh, you know, glasses or all of these things that are produced by petroleum. And at the end of the day, they're utilizers of oil and gas as well. And they just have absolutely no idea what it is that they're really advocating for. Yeah, your clothes. I know. Half of a Tesla comes from, 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 from natural resources. Half of a Tesla has rubber and, and, Petroleum products all in it. It's a yeah. joke. It's the biggest farce. ESG is a, is a complete yeah. look. Second to organic, it's the <laughs> it's the greatest marketing scheme yeah, under the sun. Uh, I, uh, I years and years ago, we talked to uh, the CEO of Shell, and he. We I remember talking to him a little bit. It was kind of I think at this point was off the air, and we were like, "What's going to happen with all this green stuff?" Like, 
And their attitude was, his attitude was like, look, a lot of this stuff is crazy, but the bottom line is people have no choice. This is, th this stuff works so well. We're so good at producing it. Mm. It does so much good. There's, there, there's, they're not gonna be able to turn this stuff off and sanity will win was kind of his, the vibe of his uh, idea. And I think, you know, you look at like, for example, Al Gore made a prediction in er, 2008 that we needed to turn off fossil fuels completely by 2018. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, we still have them. It's still kind of a while big part of our lives. Right, right, while he was flying his jet around. Of course. And so I think that, like, overall that's shown to be true. Like, I think that's proven out that people, generally speaking, can't stop using this because it's, you know, especially in developing countries, you're talking about life. This is the, this is the lifeblood of a community, of, of a country, especially as they develop. And so they have to use it at some level. But I really do feel like more and more, it doesn't seem like the leadership cares. They don't really care if a third world country never industrializes and never gets to the to, to gets the benefits that we've had in this country. They don't no. care. In fact, they want to stop Africa from uh, to getting to that point. They, if you look at a lot of the writings of these extreme environmentalists, they'll say we need to make sure this doesn't happen because if Africa gets industrialized like this, we're really screwed. We need to make sure they, they, st well, we they stop. Well, they lose control, them. right? That's awful. But yeah, but the Biden administration doesn't even care about American citizens. Why yeah. are they going to care about, about Ghana <laughs> yeah, right. and, and Sierra Leone? <laughs> Come on. They don't even care. Any, you just cross, you cross Delaware, you know, and they're like, forget about middle America. The flyover states are nothing to these people. No. Look, I, the Dutch are fighting back. I agree with you. Check the collateral damage. But look, you have to. At some point, you just got to smash the bully in the mouth, man. You just got to hit back. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We've got more to come. First, want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So while I was on vacation, I may or may not have used my Raycons to listen to a little or a lot of Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I just, the Raycons are great because my kids think that I'm listening to them. Mm. And really, they can't see, but I have these tiny little earbuds in my ear. Yaku's giving me the look. It's just a joke, Yaku. It's just Sarah. a joke. Oh, it's, it's just a joke. A joke. Oh, it's a joke, Yaku. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, no, that didn't really happen at all. Definitely, she definitely wasn't drowning out her kids with Ed Sheeran. That, no, Oh, that didn't happen. I didn't do that, but you could with Raycons, is mm. all I'm saying. That's what she means. That's uh, all I'm saying. That's what she because means. Because <laughs> they've got the earbuds. Uh, they sound great, first of all. The sound quality is amazing, but they also fit in your ear. Like flush. They fit yes. flush to your ear. They don't droop down they like don't, the, the earrings yeah. of the other, uh, the other the, brands. The dumb stem. Yep. Why would you need the stem? And you say they stay in, though. They stay that's in. Key. I do it to work out. I'm jumping all around. I'm doing stupid burpees, which I hate. Coach Brian, screw you for making me do burpees, but my Raycons stay in. So that's impressive. Yeah, I know. Plus, they give you eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. Uh, you're going to get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but it's going to be like half the price. You got to check them out. OK, you can get 15 percent off right now at buyraycon.com slash why. Uh, that is B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash why. <laughs> A gunman opened fire on a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, Monday. Uh, he killed at least six and wounded dozens more, according to authorities. Uh, just a few hours later, a witness reported spotting the shooter driving in his mother's silver Honda Fit. 
Uh, police pulled him over after a brief chase, took him into custody, and they said that the suspect used at least one legally purchased firearm in the attack, uh, which of course was, I mentioned Highland Park, this is like a wealthy suburb of Chicago, so it's right outside Chicago. And uh, he fired 70 rounds into the crowd while dressed in a woman's clothing to conceal himself. Uh, he was also wearing an American flag patterned gator mask. Um, and uh, he allegedly dropped an AR-15 style rifle at the scene, blended in with the crowd to flee to his mother's house where he, of course, then proceeded to get in her car where he was uh, found and evaded capture for the next few hours. And, uh, you know, it's, very, it's been very interesting to kind of see everything come out about him. Um, the most, I would say, frustrating part of watching all of this transpire is the quickness in which social media shuts down all of these accounts so that nobody has access to right. find information out about this person. Now, mm. if we had a true free press and we had people who reported things accurately and we had uh, people who were not trying to drive a narrative such as what I've been hearing, which is, you know, I guess he was at a there was a picture of him at a Trump rally where he was wearing a Where's Waldo uh, costume. Seems a little odd to me. I don't know why you would like do that if you were there to support Trump. Um, but now they're like, look, he was a he was a MAGA extremist. He was a Trump supporter. This is why he did it. All of these crazy conspiracy theories. It'd be nice if we had a media who really just reported on things and could go through this stuff and tell us what we needed to know. But we don't. And then we have social media companies who obviously also don't want you to get the truth if it drives the wrong narrative. And so then they just remove everything. Mm. So nobody can find out information about this guy. And it just really is frustrating because I never feel like we're being told the full story. Because if we were being told the full story, why would they be so quick to just delete his entire life from the internet so that nobody else could find out anything? Um, Again, I understand police want to have the opportunity to go through things. I understand if there's an active investigation, but like everything that he said is already was already publicly available information. It just seems odd that you would want it to just so quickly disappear from the mm. internet. It's an interesting point. I never I never thought of that well, before. Yeah. I, I, what like what would you have to hide at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think usually they don't want the person to get more t attention, right? Like you, 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 someone's. A lot of times they post this stuff up to get attention. Mm -hmm. They don't want to, you know, they could be making threats in these videos and they want to, they, I mean, they usually do pull these things down, but I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective. You're right. Like, it, you can't trust the media to tell you no. to distill who this person was. And if, I mean, at the very least, you should be giving this to some conservative media organization right. so they can also go through it and look right. at it and, and double check that work. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, it's an interesting point. I mean, I'm glad I saw, you know, some of the headlines that you guys have been posting over here and that, like, I'm glad that we blacked out this, this guy's name. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you what it is, and I'm glad. Yeah. We started doing this years ago, and I've noticed this now, where, like, I can remember the places where some of these things happened and some of the details, but I don't know the names anymore of the shooters because I intentionally avoid them, and we never put them on Studios America. We never put them on mm -hmm. the radio program. I know you don't put them on here. Yep. The Blaze, we stopped doing that. And so often, that is the reason. This type of crime is a crime of spectacle. It's done to get attention, right? You can do these things uh, without the spectacle in a million different ways. They want to do it when the phones are pointed toward a parade. They mm -hmm. want to get this attention. And the more that we give it to them, the more that we obsess about, uh, about this stuff, um, the, the worse it gets. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, look, you can look at the facts about gun violence. This is a very tiny slice 
of violence. You could eliminate mass shootings forever, and it would not do much damage at all. To the, it wouldn't make much difference. It is a terrible, terrible thing, and if you're one of the people who was involved in it, it's, never, it's not going to make you feel any better that it's rare, but it is incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. And you should probably live your life as if this is never going to happen to you, because thankfully it probably won't. Yeah, yeah so there's so much to say here, and I love where Sarah's going with this for this reason. He had multiple accounts on YouTube, and they were up for a long time, yeah. yet conservative voices are being censored. He has a mural on the back wall of his family. There There's a mural, okay? His father That's not goes, creepy. His father goes, well, he's just expressing art. No, this mm. makes you ask serious questions of your son, number one. Wow. Secondly... For, hold on, for those of you who are just listening on podcasts, this is a mural of a, it's like a, a, a man, but it's just a smiley face, like almost emoji as the head and very clearly holding uh, a rifle. Yeah, just, it's just weird. Sorry, if a kid, yeah. yeah, it's on his side. If a kid yeah. had to draw that in the classroom, the teacher should immediately say, "Listen, what's up?" And then we ask young kids to to draw often because a lot comes out in your drawing. Well, now look at this. This is on his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. This was up for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now here comes Yaku saying, "Okay, FBI." Where are you? You're censoring conservative voices. We can't say a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Dave Rubin is suspended now from Twitter. But this dude, Jordan Peterson, right? Uh But this guy can have this kind of stuff up to for months, Mm. and it's not censored. The FBI doesn't go out to his house. Then when he commits the crime, they pull it. Why? Because they don't want the people to know that they dropped the ball, that they allowed someone who is obviously mentally ill, who posted about it, who's talking about being a sleepwalker, person like a zombie I won't even be able to think and oh by the way as I've told you before every single mass shooter in American history was also a porn addict and there's the sex doll he's got sex dolls the perversion is always included there were signs galore for a long time that he's an individual that maybe yeah truly needs to have a magnifying glass on him, not Johnny down the streets that says, um, I like President Trump, or right. a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Right. Yep. Yeah, it is frustrating um, because every time this happens, we talk about more red flag laws when it's like, well, it feels a whole lot like the red flags that you guys already have put into place, you guys just failed to follow through on. Yeah, So or why ignore. do we need Right, so why do we need more red flag laws for, you know, exactly. uh, some ex- scorn Ex lover to go and you know try to get revenge on you and get your guns taken uh, and abuse that rather than just like it, why have more laws that the bureaucracy is just going to fail to follow through on? Yeah, I mean this one seems obviously there seems to be all sorts of stuff that would indicate this kid could be a problem. Now right. the, it is difficult in our country, right? Because we are a country that doesn't put people behind bars because they make a crazy song or they, you know, they, they have a crazy painting. And, and so it's difficult to enforce the stuff if they don't, if they don't, if they don't commit a crime, you know, we're not China, right? We don't just throw but, people But we put them bars. in bars for being in the wrong city on the wrong day in January. Right. And yeah. like, I mean, the, 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 the hypocrisy here yeah, is clear, right? right? Yeah. Like the, the, what you're enforcing online is, is completely, uh, ridiculous and there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff you can do here i think like what you look at this though mass shootings is such a tough story because you have you know, school shootings for example there's 150,000 schools in the united states they all go to school 180 days per year that's a lot of area to defend mm-hmm. it's difficult to defend mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of kids out there that are weird and twisted and have problems and are, are depressed and all these things it's really hard to defend 
If you took more steps on things like, for example, suicide, which is half of gun crime, and also has a good chunk of overlap with these yes, types of kids. No, for sure. That would help. Where to coming passing a new gun law? No, to, never, to, to, never. To, I don't know. Limit future purchases. It zero, I mean, it does Stu. nothing. It, it will nothing. do zero. But remember how this works. And I want America to understand: there are real people at Twitter, at Instagram, at Facebook mm -hmm. that monitor content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now they see child porn and they go, "That's okay." Yeah. They see crazy Johnny here stabbing people and they go. That's okay, mm. but you're a conservative voice, you're a Christian, you we have to target. They're investing billions of dollars to monitor conservative voices. Yeah. They've seen this. They saw this content, at least to the degree of, hey, guys, maybe we need to help this child. Yeah. Maybe we need to reach out in a way, right? So it's not like the, the, the dollars aren't already being spent looking. They're looking at everything we do. Which mm. is why I don't trust when they just make it all disappear very quickly. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, ju I just don't trust that. I want to be able to look at it for myself. Um, all right, we've got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So uh, two out of three guys actually experience hair loss before they're 35. Don't gamble with your hair. You can flip the odds in your favor and save your hair with Keeps. They have the same clinically proven FDA approved hair treatments available online as you would get if you like went to your doctor's office. But number one, they're the generic formula, so they're going to save you a ton of money. And number two, you can do all of this from the comfort of your own home and know that you are still, still dealing with a physician who is going to prescribe the right treatment for you. You're not going to go to any waiting room or pharmacy. Uh, they're delivering it straight to your door at like half the cost, your Keeps doctor is available 24-7. Uh, look, you didn't, like, you can't choose whether or not you lose your hair. I know it's something that a lot of men are very, uh, you know, embarrassed about. There's no reason to be, but if you want to keep the hair that you have, and by the way, sometimes, I think it's like 66% of guys actually experience a regrowth of hair, just like our own Jason Buttrell while using Keeps. So if you want to keep the hair you have or have a shot at growing some back, you got to go to keeps.com slash why. You can get 50% off your first order. That is five zero half off at keeps.com slash why. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash why. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. today. You know what? Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and we were just talking about, we were explaining what? to Yaku here who doesn't drink. I've never tasted alcohol in my life and they're talking fireballs and dumb donkey or mule or whatever <laughs> it's called. Dumb Moscow donkey. mule, a dumb donkey or mule. <laughs> I mean, and they're mixing beer and liquor and yes. uh, terrible ideas. Yes. These are yeah. terrible ideas. Wholesome, wholesome Yaku over here is like, what is wrong with you guys? There's a lot wrong with us. I'm like, don't you pay the next day? Yes, absolutely you do. do. But we have fun doing it as, as it is, of course, the Stu Does America 
America 500th episode anniversary Power Hour, which is quite a, that's a mouthful still. It is. We, a lot we're going to make every time we do a new one, it's going to get longer, the title. You're that's just going to add decision. another yeah. word But in Sarah's there. moderating, so I feel at least that the building will still be here when we come back next week. It's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. at least possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm DD-ish. Is what I like to say. You were not. A, you were a designated driver the first time because you were pregnant. Yeah. And of course, you did not drink. But every other time, we brought you back to be designated driver, and you seem to be drinking a decent yeah, amount. I, you know, you're not a good designated driver, Sarah. I mean, I'm not saying get in the car with me. <laughs> get, in the car with me. Yes. get in the <laughs> car with me. Get in the car with me. That's what we need you. We need you to be around so we can get all get. No, home. but if yeah. I come moderate, then you're gonna beat up on my sister over here. No, and then, no, we cannot no. do that. You no. need to. You need to be. It'll the, be fun. My wife will be there too to keep us yes. in line. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though she's not very yeah. good at that after I'm a couple sure drinks either. Long story short, you people should watch Stu's show. Yes, check it out. Watch the show. Congrats on 500, brother. Oh, thank you, man. Honestly, yeah, tell everyone when it is. Yeah, it's so we have a normal show at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Eastern, uh, and then right after that, 9 p.m. Eastern, the power hour starts. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a blast. We have a bunch of sure. crazy things planned, and it's going to be a lot. The fun. Cowboys there, so it's going to come on. Yeah, Chad Prather's yes. there. Alex Stein is yes. going to be there. Yes. Andrew Heaton coming back for this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love that picture of Alex. He's <laughs> so wild. And he also, by the way, Yaku doesn't drink. We found out. And yeah. he. I, I actually thought he was always drunk. Like, I just thought that was how he was all the time. The first time he came on my show, I was like, are you on drugs? He's like, no, it's just the I was I was on that episode. Sarah looked at me. But but is he going to drink tomorrow? No, no he doesn't he's drink not. He's, so. just, he's just, he's just, it just okay. always is coursing through his veins. Yes. But just we naturally. Him, I no, because yeah. I was going to say, I mean. We'd love to have you at one. I, I actually booked, though. Alex, without knowing, yeah. I just assumed he was drunk. That was just like my <laughs> assumption about his life was every day, whenever I saw him, he was drunk. Turns You've seen drunk. his videos. Yes, yes. Yeah, how is he sober doing this? I don't know, I know. but he does it. Crazy really and does. drunk look alike. Though. Yeah, they do. They do. And so he brings that sort of energy to the table. So like he's going to, we're all going to be hammered and he's going to be the one acting the most drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably yes. so. Yes. He will yes. be the craziest for mm -hmm. sure. He'll be the uh, one getting arrested. What is this segment you, Alex, about actually? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's, Let's, let's actually, <laughs> Too far. I guess we'll talk about the news. See, look at this sober guy navigating know, us back onto I the know. road. Here, why don't you sit here, Yaku? <laughs> um, so earlier today, Governor Abbott uh, authorized DPS and the Texas National Guard to return illegal immigrants to the border. This is, of course, after 5,000 being apprehended over the weekend. And uh, SCOTUS, this comes on the heels of SCOTUS, allowing Joe Biden uh, to get rid of Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Abbott said, while President Biden refuses to do his job and enforce the immigration laws enacted by Congress, the state of Texas is once again stepping up and taking unprecedented action to protect Americans and secure our southern border. The cartels have become emboldened and enriched by President Biden's open border policies, smuggling in record numbers of people, weapons, and deadly drugs like fentanyl. Uh, the press release that Abbott released also stated that Biden has abandoned the covenant in uh, one of the articles of the U.S. Constitution that the U.S. shall protect each state in this union against invasion. I mean, show me the lie. He yeah. certainly has uh, completely abandoned it. election of duty. Yeah, and I want to, the reason I wanted to get to the story is because I want to throw huge kudos to the sheriffs because this yeah. is because of the sheriffs. The sheriffs forced Abbott's hand. Because yeah, because if, if Abbott wanted to do that, he could have done it a long time ago. He wasn't going to. No, he was not going to do it. Right. But the sheriff, Sheriff Coe first, Brad Coe, incredible guy. We work with him. And then all the sheriffs across the border labeled it an invasion, an invasion. And they basically forced the case to be heard with the governor. And then the governor responded. Amazing. It's 
it's an invasion. Now, the tricky part is 5,000 was apprehended over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Here's the real number. Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor, will tell you we apprehend one in four, which means over the weekend, 20,000 crossed. It's an invasion. Yes. It's an invasion, and it's accurately now labeled. The interesting part now, Stu, is going to be, okay, we're going to bring the illegals back to the border, but the governor doesn't really have the right to deport. That's the Fed. So mm-hmm. now we're going to get in a tricky situation. Do they just amass on the U.S. side of the border? This is it's going to get interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, you know, the, the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again that the states don't have enough, in my view, power to, to actually do what they need to do inside their own borders. You know, I mean, the Which Arizona just, law it, that was passed. crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Arizona law that was passed years yeah. ago was overturned by the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I don't, I don't know what they expect these states to do. They're the ones that have to deal with these problems. Mm-hmm. The federal government just is like, ah, yeah, come across. And you know what, we're going to not only gonna come across, but let us, let us take a bus and then drop you in the middle of some community that has no way of handling an influx of illegal immigrants. I, you know, I... A lot of this winds up being symbolic because there's only so much that they can do. They wind up getting overturned in court over and over again. I know, the, you know, Abbott also was shipping some people to northern cities, which I guess would be the sensible place for them to go, considering all these people in these northern cities tell us we yeah. treat yeah. illegal immigrants poorly. Yeah. Well, if you've got all these programs, you've got all this extra money, apparently, to spend on illegal immigrants, you deal with this issue. Uh, that, I think, is a reasonable thing. I think bringing them back to the border is about as much as he can do, and I I think he's trying to do it. The sheriffs are, as you point out, the kind of the heroes here that are pushing this along and keeping people aware of this problem. Because, you know, when when Biden came into office, there was about a two month period where the media actually sort of covered the border because it was getting so bad so fast when, when Biden started. And then they just stopped. You know, look, there have been an endless series of catastrophes in the Biden administration. There's been a lot to talk about and a lot for them to cover, like Afghanistan and so many other things. So part of that is, is natural. Part of it is the, the, maybe the media not wanting to cover this. But this has been burning at this level essentially the entire time and is now getting even worse after this most recent Supreme Court uh, ruling. So you're seeing a real problem. This is when you look at the polling, you see... Inflation is the worst uh, part of the Biden administration, but second is the border. I mean, people know how bad this is, and it's only getting worse. Which touches a lot of issues, and what's going to happen, and I predict that this is going to happen, and you'll see it will. It won't happen boldly, but they will create a voter class. They will rapidly expedite green cards and social security numbers, but they're not going to do it by saying, hey, we want these people to vote. They're going to do what Gavin Newsom did last week. And Newsom's saying, well, all these illegals need to qualify for health care. And the only way they can qualify for health care is they need social security numbers. So under we're going to take care of their health, you're going to create a voter class. Mm. And Biden is firing a political shot here by saying, I'm going to wake up the Hispanic community, the families on the other side of the border. Don't send your kids. We're sending them back. So even if it's just a signal saying, hey, we're fighting back. It reverberates yeah. into Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, like, oh, because they don't know the law. They don't oh, no. know the Constitution. They're just like, oh, we're bringing them back. And so it will stem the tide and is at least going to create a massive problem for the Biden administration. It will clog up their inbox and it will make them panic, you know. But actually getting them deported, it's got to come from the Fed. Well, I just would like, I know we got to go to break, but I would like to also point out, you know, uh, <laughs> Which publication was it that posted about the rise of the far-right Latina? Uh, was mm. it the New York Times yeah, or whatever? Times, yeah. yeah, it was it's the like, Times. 
keep doing this stuff, yes, you guys, because please. you think just because their skin is brown that they automatically love illegal immigration, and they don't. No. So keep doing that. You're just going to push more people to vote the other way. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Sweat Block. So sweating is gross. It's disgusting. Nobody likes to talk about it, but a lot of people have problems with it, especially when you know maybe you're on a date. Maybe you're, uh, you know, you're doing something where you don't want to deal with the embarrassing pit stains. Yes, I said it, pit stains. That is why you need sweat block in your life. They are doctor created, doctor recommended. They have the traditional deodorant, uh, but they also have these antiperspirant wipes that work for up to seven days per use. I know this because my husband uses it. He is, I'm sorry, dear, but he's very sweaty and he had all of the sweat stains, but not anymore since he has been using sweat block. And that means a lot because we live in Texas during the summer. Plus you get the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you will get your money back. This has been featured on Rachel Ray. It's tested by firefighters. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for over 10 years. It's got 13,000 reviews and it's manufactured right here in the USA. Uh, look, if you're tired of the embarrassing sweat, sweat rings, you gotta give sweat block a try. By the way, you've got a lot of pores, so you're not gonna have the buildup here. You will still get all of your sweat out, so you're not keeping those toxins in your body. You can try it risk-free today. Save 20% with promo code NEWS at sweatblock.com. That is promo code NEWS over at sweatblock.com. Samuel Brentman, who is a man, he is lovely. He is just uh, beautiful. He is a new high-level hire at the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what wow, you want on the nuclear codes. Gorgeous. Yep. Uh, so he defended a controversial gay prostitution website with a track record of allowing children to be promoted for sexual services on the platform. Uh, again, this is the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy, which is just a reminder that our tax dollars are going to just absurd positions. Uh, but he defended rentboy.com in a September 2nd, 2015 op-ed. This was posted in Advocate magazine. It was called The Real Ramifications of the Rent Boy Raid. Of course, Rent Boy is uh, a term for young men who have sex with older men in exchange for money, often under dubious circumstances. Said, of course, as if we all knew exactly what a I rent mean, boy course, was before reading this article. Rent boy was. <laughs> right. I, was like, totally. I thought everyone knew. Yaku probably does because he has to work <laughs> yeah, in this world. Does. I work like I don't. 100%. Um, yeah. But uh, look, so this follows a Department of Homeland Security officials raiding Rent Boys Manhattan offices and arresting the chief executive there and six employees on charges of promoting prostitution. The following year, the CEO of the site, uh, which connected male prostitutes and escorts with potential clients, was indicted on a charge of promoting prostitution. He ultimately pleaded guilty. The list goes on. But this guy actually defended the entire process. And by the way, I did. I saw this on Twitter while I was on vacation, and I retweeted it with the quote, uh, the inmates are now running the asylum. And then I left it up for a while and I was like, mm, Jordan Peterson's getting booted. <laughs> Dave Rubin just got booted. Mm. I ended up deleting it because I got nervous that was going to be finally be the kicker. Really? Yeah, there were a bunch of leftists who were like, we're reporting you. And I was like, mm. okay, let's but it's true. The uh, inmates, uh, look at that. Are you kidding The me? inmates are running no, the asylum. It's much worse than that. The inmates are running our nuclear plants. <laughs> <laughs> the inmates have the nuclear codes. Inmate <laughs> uh, POTUS. So, so here's the truth. You get vetted 
left, right, and center, mm -hmm. to just even enter a federal building or the White House yeah. or the premises. This individual has been vetted. They know every little detail. This is a person that defended the rape and sell sale of young boys, sex trafficking. This person defends sex trafficking. This person is hired by the Biden administration. Birds of a feather flock together. His son can do whatever he wants to with young children and other nations and gets defended. He's hiring pedophile lovers. 100% I can label this person as a pedophile lover because Rent Boy is a pedophile site mm. that has been under investigation and raided. So anybody that stands in defense of child trafficking, child rape, is in fact a human being that's not fit to walk around in society. But not just that, that person can now be in the Biden administration juxtapose that with a former president that opened an office in the White House naming Trump for the first time ever to defend children against sexual exploitation. Mm -hmm. So you had a president that defended children against sexual exploitation. Also a president that on the, on the, on the debate stage told Hillary Clinton life has value in the womb to a president now that wants to kill babies in the womb and hires pedophile lovers. So there you go, America. There's your two choices. Yeah, it's not just that. It's like, what a clown show. I mean, other countries must be laughing at us. You have Rachel Levine, who is a man who is somehow in charge of, like, the Department of Health and Human Services, which is not what you want. You have that intern that did those stupid TikTok videos mm -hmm. at the White House that was the man with the long nails and the I'm very clearly flamboyantly gay. And now you have this beautiful creature. Um, it just seems like our, like we're just they're just doing this just for virtue signaling and not at all for qualifications. I don't need to call you out. I, I feel a little uncomfortable with the word you use there. Um, beautiful. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that being said, it's interesting because like I think one of the problems we don't talk about enough as conservatives is yes, you have the woke part of this and we complain about it and we say like, oh gosh, this, this, this connection to uh, these ridiculous identity, identity lines where you're just hiring people because they're in a specific group and how ridiculous that is and how that shouldn't be your priority. Also how it's unfair maybe to someone who's more qualified and d mm -hmm. it doesn't cross those particular intersectional lines, but it also weakens our, our structures. If you're hiring, look at, I mean, the best example of this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah. She quite clearly is not capable of doing this job. She's awful. <laughs> and the only reason she has the job is because she's a person of color, a woman, and part of the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. That is the only reason why you could possibly imagine she'd have that job. That's not to say that she's the dumbest person in the world. She might be, she might be, Quali qualified for a, 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 a smaller role, even right. in that uh, department. But she's obviously not the best communicator for even Biden's message. And like, this is something that, you know, neither was Jen Psaki, but you look at the difference between Jen Psaki and Corinne Jean-Pierre, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. Your jaw hits the floor at how terrible Jean-Pierre is. And, it, and it's something that I think as conservatives, we should be taking advantage of, right? Like yeah. we are not, we are trying to hire people based on merit. Yep. They are trying to buy, uh, hire people based on their intersectional qualities. And that gives us an advantage. It, they are weakening themselves Absolutely. with a lot of these But they're also weakening us fundamentally yeah. and weakening us in the world uh, worldview yeah. perspective. But you go from McEnany to Saki. Oh. I mean, we thought Saki was bought on the barrel. There's deeper. 
Oh, oh I mean, yeah. there's deeper. And yeah. so, yeah. so, but, and, and of course, it's affirmative action and, and, and those things never work. Um, but they are imploding pillars of our culture. That's uh, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, all right, we got to take a, a quick break. We'll be right back. We're being reminded left and right that uh, the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade may have solved promiscuity, which is, that's mm. just great. Uh, this is a, a, a comment, a screenshot of a comment um, on a, a, a comment board that said, me and some of my girlfriends did a retreat this weekend to help us cope with the monumental setback and fundamental rights. By the end of it, we had moved from sad and afraid to angry. We all agreed to a pact, no sex with any man until he had proven himself a capable provider and until a man has signed a contract written on paper agreeing to stay with us and support us if we got pregnant. We started drafting an actual contract and we're planning on sending it to a lawyer to make sure it's legit. At this point, I am completely done with men who want to hook up and leave. It is high time for American men to step up. They've just discovered traditional marriage. It's Congratulations. working. Girl, Congratulations. you may just, one more week and you'll discover the word of God and you'll say <laughs> that what you just said was biblical. I mean, these, yeah. these terms are acceptable. Well, yes, that's great. If you would stop having casual sex and hookups and stop treating. I love this too because it is basically uh, also admitting that they have been using abortion as birth control. Right, absolutely. That's what that was. That was a self-admission. Right, like, oh, so you've stopped, you're not able to use it as birth control and you're actually going to take proper precautions for yourself and maybe not hook up and maybe get involved with someone who you should like start a family with before you just have casual sex. Gosh, I feel really bad for you. Oh wait, no I don't. Uh, All right, thank you guys for joining me. Also, don't forget, Stu's 500 episode anniversary power hour that is tomorrow at 9 p.m eastern stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts